claim. I think we're in the claim, mate. Huh? Are you, are you, are you okay? Are you, are yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we've lost him. I think I think we're safe to proceed. He he he, he can't hear us now. Is that no. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. We we finally got away from finally got away from bad boy Reese Saunders. We have, we have. I've yeah. sent I've sent him on a wild goose chase looking for a, a West Brom win. Oh right! Oh, he, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be gone for a while then. Oh, yeah, good. expect him expect him to turn up in the championship about mid mid, mid August. Yeah, yeah, okay, that should be okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad that we, um, you know, we, we, we went somewhere where he would never, ever hear or find us. But the Bands of Music podcast, yeah, we're, 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 we're at the major we podcasting platform. This yeah. maybe wasn't a good idea. We found a, we found a, we found a room at the top of the Premier League, you'll never find us here. Yeah, well, I mean, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> We're kind of in. Um, I'm kind of in the pros at the moment, where you, you're riding high in the penthouse. Just um, below, just below the penthouse. Suite just below the penthouse. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea how you got there. You, you, a bit, the people at the top are a bit noisy for my liking. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. But at least, at least we actually deserve to be where we are. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose. True, true. I mean, you you deserve to be where you are, so you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at, at least that makes one of us. <laughs> oh, but um, anyway, en- enough about um, Man United sucking off refs. Um, we are here to talk about football, aren't we? We are. Yeah, it's uh, welcome to Banter Munich, and yes, we are a, a man light today, as. Uh, uh, Reese is a bit under the weather after having his first inoculation. Mm. He, he he's gone searching for the Holy Grail. We, 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 we've been told. Um, he he he's like the man out of Seventh Seal. He's 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 coming face to death. He's going to be playing some chess, and he's probably going to die in the end. But um, hopefully not. Hopefully he'll come through. I just went there a bit, a bit too morbid there, Liam. But oh no, I, I, I'm just referencing the film. It's fine. It's fine. He, he's going to be alright. And um, we, I, I think I speak for both of us. We wish him a very quick recovery. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be um, back bright and bushy-tailed um, when the Premier League restarts after the international break to review West Brom's next defeat. Yeah, exactly. And um, I really hope he does um, come back bushy-tailed. So. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess we will see. <laughs> but um, Carl, how have you? How have you been? Yeah, yeah. Despite um, what happened yesterday, I'm I'm in good frame of mind. But we're back to work in a, a week or two, so Ooh. yeah, all good. That's exciting. I, I think I'm going to be starting my new job in two, maybe three weeks' time. So I think that's quite exciting. Um, just don't, just don't let them listen to any of the, the podcasts. You oh no, no, no! There's the reason I don't retweet this podcast, <laughs> and then it's not because I don't enjoy it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's a weird time. I I have some very sad news. I I was doing some work um, for two weeks, and I lost it all yesterday. My my computer crashed, and I lost all of it. Oh no! It's absolutely terrible. I was I was so pissed off. And I was going to be even more pissed off, um, depending on how the result was going to be yesterday. And in the end, I just about salvaged my happiness. So, yeah, so perhaps we'll start with um, Arsenal versus West Ham. Uh, an intriguing game as West Ham uh, 
for the first time in years, actually above Arsenal, riding mm. high at the top end of the Premier League, challenging for fourth. David Moyes doing an, an incredible job, it must be said. And Arsenal, fair to say, still a bit patchy at, at best, really. Yeah, this was a this was a very very strange match. Um, really, I, I, I mean, I I think I, I think I I messaged you kind of before about this match, and I, I was saying that I was I don't know if worried was the word to use, but I was definitely wary of West West Ham, and mm. for the first thirty two minutes, West Ham were absolutely fantastic. They really um, were. They bust they bust the game completely for the first half. Yeah, Rice and Suchek. I mean, those two, I, I think that's my favourite midfield pairing in the whole Premier League, to be honest. Even more than Man City or Fred and Matic. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they, they were really good. I mean, Jesse Lingard, he just keeps getting better and better. He's, he's a player reborn at West Ham, isn't he? He really is. Mm. And I mean, he, I, I believe he just got um, he, he just got another call-up for England. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I remember, and and to be honest, I think it's, I think it's fairly deserved. I mean, he he's he's had a revival, and and I remember being kind of ridiculed for saying that he would actually do a decent job at West Brom and other places. But I mean, he's he's slowly proving that when he's happy, he can really change a game. I think um, secretly, Reese must be wishing that West Brom had at least tried to get Lingard. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've heard a big difference there, because he's really improved West West Ham. I mean, it looked yeah. a different team without him when we played them. What's the thing? It just seemed like his passion was all gone when he whenever he played for you, and he just—I mean, you know—he became a bit of a joke because he's, you know, he's been around for so long, and it feels like he's barely even mm. played. He was um, just so poor, though. I mean, last season, whenever he came on, all he did was get the ball away. You know, some, I know he had. Uh, family issues, but but still, it's been a revelation. His um, performances for West Ham. Mm, yeah, and I mean, you know, you still have him for. I think is it two years. You still have him for. Um. So, but I, 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 I'll ask you a question a bit about this. I'll, but I'll dig into the game a little bit more. Um. So, three goals from Lingard, Bowen, and Suchek. The first goal, I don't think we really could have done much about. I think it was an absolutely brilliant shot from Good Lingard. Goal. Really well worked. Um, the Bowen and Suchek goals were pretty pretty poorly defended by us, even if it was quite well, well worked by them. Um, I thought Pablo Mari and David Luiz, for whatever reason today, just yesterday rather, just looked, they just looked kind of scared. And the whole team looked very tired for the first 32 minutes. Is that fair to say? Uh, I would say so. They, as I said to you, um, I just didn't look at the races at all in the in the first half. Mm. Yeah, and, but then after that, I mean, this really was um, a game of two halves. And I think Arteta kind of mentioned that in his um, in his interview after. Because it, it felt like suddenly that third goal went in and we just started, decided to play and we absolutely pretty much bossed the game. I mean, I, I think West Ham maybe would have deserved a victory slightly more than us, but I think we definitely had the chance to make it happen. Um, Erdegaard was... Absolutely fantastic. Um, Callum mm. Chambers, I thought, looked really, really deadly um, at right back, which is some someone we haven't really seen him before. And I think most people probably would have wanted Callum Chambers gone, but he seems to be slowly kind of edging his way back in, um, which is just really, really nice to see. 
Um, but yeah, we, so we, we had no, there's an own goal by Suchek and Craig Dawson, which is um, through Lacazette and through um, Callum Chambers. And then Lacazette had a really good header after a nice, rare <laughs> Nicholas Pepe white foot cross. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, that, that kind of settled the game. I mean, West Ham, they really wasted a chance late on with Mikel Antonio, who somehow hit the post um, with an open goal. Um, I missed that because I was I was on in transit on the way to my parents' house at mm. that point. But yeah, you sent me a message saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Berahima worked really. I think it's Berahima. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He worked really, really well round down the right side. Ben Rama, excuse me, really well down the right side. Crossed it in, and he he looked like he was stretching, and it just didn't get get the quite right connection on it, and. Yeah, he really should have scored. Um, but yeah, it was a really entertaining game. There's so many shots. It was really end-to-end. Both teams, at least after 32 minutes, really put up a fight. And I think it really could have gone any, any way. I mean, we had, we had chances to win the game. Um, I know it was a draw and we played awfully for 32 minutes. But this this was just such a fun game. I really enjoyed watching this. Even if we, even if we drew, I think it was just a lot of fun. Um... And yeah, I mean, we showed some really good attacking qualities. Um, I think it's the best attacking display of the season, but obviously those first 30 minutes were absolutely awful. Um, you, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can now. You're fine. It's okay. uh, Yeah, it's bizarre that it took um, going 3-0 down to actually start playing. But there you go. Mm. You got the goal yeah. and uh, it got you some confidence. It's funny, yeah. Uh, you scored once, but managed to get away with a three-all draw. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it was very strange. I mean, it, it seems like we looked so lethargic for the first thirty minutes. I don't know if it's just, you know, mental fatigue after going away to Europe and after beating Tottenham. I mean, those teams seem like you know must-win games, where I guess this seemed less so in comparison. But um, I mean, I, I think certain members of Arsenal kind of. Did shroud themselves in glory like Lacazette and Erdegaard and Chambers, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a weird game overall. Um, yeah, but sometimes when a club comes at you uh, from this get go, like West Ham did, it can catch you off guard. You saw it, um, mm. Man United against Man City. Uh, I don't think they expected us to go right at them from the opening whistle, and we were able to get um, an early penalty because we. We caught them off guard, and we did the same in the second half as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if um, you know, I, we 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 didn't allow us to settle really. Mm. We didn't we didn't allow us to find our rhythm for like the first thirty minutes until we kind of forced our way back in. Um, but I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, we, we kind of mentioned Jesse Lingard earlier. Would you like to see him back at Man United? On this one, I'd certainly. Be inclined to give him another chance, but whether there's something, I don't know, a mental block there at United or doesn't get on the Solskjaer or the tactics don't suit him, I don't know. I don't know. We'd have, we'd have to see. But if West Ham made a decent offer, then you'd equally let him go if you could bring someone suitable in. Mm. Yeah, because I, I mean, it's weird because like, I, I can't see him playing against Pogba on his day but I mean I mean he, he's he looks so motivated and, and I, I've 
he, he looks like an asset. He he kind of reminds me a bit of um. It does, but I just have a feeling he'd come back to United and go back to how he was before he went to West Ham. So a move might be the best thing for him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this. this well, he um... could also be one of those players that gets a deal at West Ham and then goes to shit there. You, you know, it, it does happen. You see two players play really well on a loan spell and then they get signed up and it, it's like that loan spell was a was a fluke or a flash in the pan. Mm. Yeah, it is very it is very strange. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what it is this season, but West, West Ham have an amazing work ethic. I, I think David Moyes has done a fantastic job of getting that out of them. Mm. Um, Jamie couldn't have got another team playing like that uh, <laughs> like 10 years ago or so, but there you go. Yeah, well, I, in, in fairness, it was probably a shitty team, whoever it was. It wasn't a shitty team. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a conversation for another day. But um, speaking of shitty teams, um, your match, um, Leicester versus Man United. I'm not, nice, I'm not saying which nice segue the there, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, what, what are your major thoughts about this match? Well, a bit like um, your opening half, half, really. We were just very lacklustre and never really seemed to be at the races. Um, I think we were, I think Rafford's obviously a big miss for us. Um, <clears throat> but it never seems to work. But he plays Fred and Matic in the team, and they do seem to be um, too slow and plodding. Playing just the one is seems to work all right, but when he plays both, it just really slows the game down and Fred, Fred had an absolute nightmare. Not yeah. just not just um, his back pass that gave the goal away, but he was giving the ball away left, right and centre and none of his passes seemed to come off. He, it was just a very bad day at the office for him. Do, 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 you think, do you think they're too similar to play together? It might be. It might be that. It might be that. They, they, they're both kind of play a defensive role but neither of them are particularly quick I mean Fred's got no pace at all so mm. um, playing both just slows the game down far too much it's all right playing one of them as like a linchpin sort of player sort of shielding the defence and whatnot but uh, to play both it, it just never seems to work yeah, he, he Fred. I mean, I could be wrong here, but Fred very much feels a bit like your jacket. He can sometimes be mercurial and absolutely like you, you can you can see the talents in him, but sometimes you know, either he makes a mistake or he gives away a foul that he probably shouldn't. It just it, it just hasn't seemed to work out for him for some reason. No, no, uh, it did. But then on this day, he can be really good. I mean, he's had plenty mm. of phrases in matches where we played well. So, you know, you can't... Everyone's always quick to dismiss a player over one bad performance, especially when it's Man United for some reason. But, you know, everyone has a bad day at the office. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was a poor it was poor defending that led to Leicester's opening goal. Although well, they were the better team, can't deny that. We did get back into it with a... A Greenwood goal, but pretty much straight into the second half, we let Tillman score. It was a class, a class header, and then um, Ian Atcher again. 
Yeah, in that show later on, the seventy-eight minute pretty much killed us off. It's 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 yeah. So so you got got go on. You're going to say something. No, I was just coughing. Well, yeah, we did make four substitutions in one go at one point, and it it did it did help us out for a little bit. When you know, um, before Inacho got the third goal, they did start playing a lot better. You know, a lot quicker, crisper passing. Um, so yeah, it does help when you take one of them, one of Matic and Fred off. And I, I just don't quite understand Van der Beek either. I don't understand what he's supposed to be doing because he doesn't seem to do anything, whether that's his own problems or what he's been told to do by the manager. I just don't quite understand it because I always saw him at Ajax as quite a good attacking player that got into the box, but he just mm. doesn't seem to do anything like that for us. <coughs> Excuse me. Do, 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 do you think Man United are expecting him to be kind of something he's not? Do you think they're kind of expecting a bit more of a, like a, a playmaker, a bit more of uh, like a creative force? Where he's more of a, I've always kind of seen him a bit more as like a bit more of like a Ramsey type. Maybe, maybe. Apparently he's, he's a Woodward by um, Solskjaer, what someone Solskjaer asked for by all accounts. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. Mm. I, 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 can him, I, mean, I can see him going at the end of the season, even if it's just on loan. It's not working out, and he's he's offering nothing when he plays. I I almost wonder if maybe he should be one of the deeper midfielders instead of like someone like Fred or Matic. I haven't seen him much defensively, but um, I mean, you know, a bit of running here and there. You can make late runs into the box. I I don't know. I mean, yeah. Do you think I, do you think I could work for him? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he can get, as I said, for Ajax, he, he seemed to be like a fox in the box sort of goal scorer type, but he's not doing that for us. So I don't know whether that's a lack of confidence or what he's been told to do. I, I just don't, I just don't quite get it. Mm. Um, or maybe just the way Social wants to play doesn't suit him. Sometimes that is the case. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it feels like Woodward's kind of he, he buys a lot of square pegs. For, for round mm. holes, like they they they're good players, but they're just not what you need at the time. Yeah, because he, he he's he's not a like for like for Fernandez. He's 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 a very very different player. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll find some kind of role. Um, I I, I meant to ask you guys, what, what what do you think of like Pogba being, you know, this kind of left sided attacker? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Um, yeah. He seems to do what we're playing, really. He's a very good and adaptable player. Mm. No, do, 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 do you like him in, the, in this position? Um, I mean, I mean, he, like I said, he's, he's very, very flexible. Um, but it's nice to kind of... I think I would prefer him to see him there instead of Fred. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have him in midfield, but if he adds to the game and plays well, I don't, I don't mind where he slots in personally. Mm, that's true, yeah. Because I, I think maybe if he played in midfield, maybe James on the wing, maybe you could have had a... Maybe the game would have been slightly different. But, um... Maybe, but it might have just been Leicester's day. They, they were just really up for it, and United didn't really seem to be. Yeah, that's true, and and we and we should we we should praise Leicester. I mean, because they're, they're yeah, they were very good. Yeah, their intensity was there. 
Um, I mean, they, they, they seemed like they really wanted this game. Not saying that you didn't, but they, they were, the pressing was all over, to, was there. They always crowded out Paul Pogba. They, they just, they can be a really well-oiled oiled machine sometimes. And I, I thought Ian Atcho was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he was superb. He's always been sort of like a, a bit part player in a number two to Thardy, but this season he's starting to really come into his own. Mm. Yeah, he's play, he's kind of playing in this not exactly a Harry Kane role, but he's he's kind of a bit more of um, you know, he's a bit of a nine and a half. He's he's kind of collecting the ball and giving it to Vardy and also contributing himself. Because um, he he always seems like a really class player when he's at Man City. Um, mm. So it's nice to see that it's kind of working out for him. But, um, yeah, he's doing well there, and Leicester have got a really good team. Yeah, they, they they really have. Um, someone who I also really like is All Brighton. I, I think his work ethic is is absolutely yeah. He feels like he feels like he's been around for ages as well, doesn't he, All Brighton? Mm. I mean, he must be he must be like late late thirties by now. I don't know really. I wouldn't have thought um, he was that old. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see now. He, oh, he's he's only thirty one actually. There oh, you well. go. He, so I, was, I, was, I was quite surprised to learn Phil Jones is still in his late 20s as well the other day. And he feels like he's been wow. around forever. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he was starting when Fergie was still playing, wasn't he? Mm, exactly, yeah. Um, he, he, he's someone who never really seemed to kind of work for him. But hopefully, um, I mean, hopefully it will be. Maybe he can kind of go for a bit of a Stones kind of transfer information because he, he seemed like a real talent at one point. Yeah, some players just need the right, ma- you know, man management or kick up, you know, or kick up the arse sometimes, like, sure, I mean, he was playing well, but since the arrival of Telles, I mean, Telles is quality, so we obviously realised he, um, he needed to up his game, and he has done. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes a change of, you know, change of scenery can up your game, a change of manager, change of tactics. Different players seem to respond to to different things, yeah. I, I mean, he's 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 not unagile from from what I've seen of him. Um, and, and you know, I mean, Lindelof bloody plays, so you you'd think he'd try and rival him for a chance. Mm. But um, so I mean, obviously you you're out of this competition. You still have the the Europa League. Um, what, what, what do you consider a win for this season? Then, what what, what would you be happy with? Uh, finishing second and winning the Europa League, I think we do need to win a trophy. But it's not it's not as big a deal as a lot of people make it out to be. Um, I think it's I think a lot of United fans are quite entitled, and I don't think the media help either. Mm. I mean, we didn't we certainly didn't win every single game, every single trophy under Alex Ferguson. I mean, there was the odd trophy this year, or the odd time when he won the. Yeah, for a couple, we only won the, the League Cup. You know, and a lot of teams are a lot closer to us these days. I mean, back when we were dominating, we were, apart from perhaps the phases where yourself or Chelsea were challenging us, we, you know, we were head and shoulders above the rest. Now we're not. You know, we're not as good as we were. Mm. So we can't, we can't expect to be winning trophies. It's almost a contradiction. You know, people keep saying us, the United team's not that good. But then, in the same breath, they're saying we should be winning trophies. You, you can't have it both. You know, you can't have it both ways. I think we're still 
a few good signings away from really challenging for silverware, personally. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like people are slightly harsh and united, and sometimes it's fun to kind of poke fun of them. I mean, yeah, they but... like to do that. I mean, we've always been a hated team since uh, dominance in the in the 90s and, and whatnot, and people were still a massive name in the world mm. of football, so people do like to overanalyze and and uh, make more out of things than it isn't. I mean, I, with no reason, I'll rattle off some uh, statistics for you, just to put it all in perspective. This was, our first, this was our first loss in 24 away games and our first loss in our last 16 games in all competitions. So, you know, it, a loss was on the horizon. You, you can't keep... I mean, City, you know, we... City's unbeaten run came to an end. Ours was going to, always going to come to an end at some point. And I think if you ask any Man United fan, if they could pick what get if they had to lose a game, if they could pick when it would be, you would have picked this game. Mm. I think finishing second and winning the Europa are more important than the FA Cup. Although, you know, you'd still want to win the FA Cup, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if you're going to take a loss, that was a game. You would take it in, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan. You know, we we won the FA Cup last season, but I would have much rather finished fourth in the Champions League. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, you have some. I think you have some really, really good players, and I think you're 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 nearly there. I, th- I think a lot of it kind of comes down to you know, United is such a big club, and everyone kind of you know, a lot of fans wanted to be back where it was, somewhere it kind of deserves to be um and and you know i mean you, you, uh, let's be honest you, you, you don't really pass the eye test you know whenever you watch man united at some points but uh, i mean the stats are showing that you're you're making some improvements i guess it's just consistency for you hmm. well we have been consistent i've just rattled yeah rattled off we haven't lost and for 16 games until until Leicester beat us, so it was always, it's inevitable. You're always going to lose at some point. So, yeah, that's true. I, I, I mean, but everyone seems to act like a bunch of school children and making more of it than than it is. Hopefully, after yeah. the international break, we'll have a few uh, um, a few players back. Hopefully, Rashford will. Hopefully, Rashford will be back soon. Yeah, I, 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 and I think he'll kind of help you a little bit more on that left. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess we'll see where you go. I mean, you know, if people are only going to stop talking until you kind of start. We've also got that um, Diallo, who's looking quite good. Mm. Scored a fantastic goal against Milan. Uh, Pellestrini is looking pretty good in Spain by all accounts. So we've got him to come in uh, next season when his loan spell ends, if his current form continues. Well, that's the thing. I'd love to see you kind of give these like youngsters a chance. I mean, you know, you've you've given them like Diallo some bits here and there, mm. and he's still very young. But I mean, you know, right mid is a small weakness for you. I mean, you know, it, it, left yeah. kind of left kind of picks itself when it's when Rashford's fit. And also scoring all of a sudden. I mean, we were. I don't know if we still are, but we were the top scorers in the Premier League. But the goals. I mean, it does happen to all teams, but the goals really seem to have dried up and. Greenwood and Marshall have been struggling all season to find the back of the net. Hopefully that goal he scored against mm-hmm. Leicester will give him a bit of confidence to to get a few more. Yeah. 
I'd love to see Greenwood play a bit more in that kind of central nine role because he looks mm. he's looked really good there at points. But I mean, he obviously you kind of don't really have anyone on the right wing, so he kind of seems to play there a lot. Yeah, whether they'll make another move for the Sancho in the summer, I think the transfer market is going to be very interesting in the summer because a lot of clubs have lost a lot of money over COVID. So it'd mm. be interesting if clubs have got money to spend. Um, if clubs are willing to take a bit less for players because they need that money. Well, Zali, I'm, I mean, things. If any club, if any club is going to have enough money to spend, I think it probably is you. I mean, which... we have just made a new shirt deal for a lot of money, and mm-hmm. we're always making we're always making revenue because we sell so much mer- merchandise. So, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I mean, I I I don't know how much money Arsenal are going to be able to spend, but. I doubt it's going to be anywhere near as much as you will be able to. I mean, I, I definitely will be going to be able to sign Erdegaard. I don't even know if we're going to be able to sign another central midfielder. So, well, Real Madrid like to do these deals where they get the players back, don't they? Like that one with um, uh, who was it? Tottenham signed. Uh, yeah, that's why we turned him down because we didn't want a player on our books, which we knew would have to go back to Real Madrid. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, if that is the case, then I'll be. I think I'll be absolutely fine with that. To be honest, because I mean, he seems really happy at this club, and he, he's he's an important player. But yeah, saved a lot of money getting Özil uh, off your box. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's um, even when they go for free or little money, it's it's getting their uh, wage off the box that really helps out. Mm, absolutely. Well, things I, I feel like we're nearly in terms of Arsenal. I feel like we're I feel like we're a bit like you. We're, we're nearly there. We just need one or two pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to sort out the striker position permanently. Um, maybe another central midfielder, someone who could kind of do Xhaka's role a little bit better. And Lacazette is a really good striker, but he's very mm-hmm. hit and miss. So he'll go for a long period of time without scoring, and then he'll suddenly start scoring again. And then yeah. he'll go quiet for a while. He's a bit like Salah at Liverpool, he's the same. He'll have a long spell where he can't stop scoring, but he'll have an equally long spell where he can't seem to find the back of the net. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, because yesterday um, he was absolutely phenomenal. I thought he was mm. throwing his body everywhere, everywhere. And he's he's not a very tall guy, you know. He's he's quite short, but he. I, I wish Aubameyang had the same kind of ethic and kind of the same kind of desire to throw his body about because he's like six two, like he's a he's a big dude. I know he's like. I know he's skinnier than my than my penis, but like he he, he could, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's skinny. Yeah, I know. But like, if he could do that Lacazette role, and he, if he could show for the ball more, and if he if he could bounce passes off him, I think we could, you know, I think that would help us an awful lot because at the moment he's a mm. finisher and he's running in behind, which can be good against some teams, but sometimes you need a striker who can do both. He's obviously had a lot of problems off the pitch, though. I'd be young. I mean. He's um, obviously his mum was ill for a bit, and he was he was on about taking a back seat for quite some time. But then that only turned out to be a couple of weeks, which I, um, I found bizarre because he seemed quite adamant it'd be a while he'd be out for. Um, and then he's been apparently showing up late to training and game days, which um, resulted in Arteta getting to the end of his tether and taking him out of the team last week. So I think there's obviously more problems than we know going on there. So I hope everything's all right with him. Yeah, I I don't think he's I don't think he's a troublemaker. I mean, I, I know he definitely had a reputation. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's definitely something going on behind 
the scenes, which quite rightly is probably, you know, none of our business, but I, I, I'm saying I was hoping it's all right because he, he's not been himself this season. No, absolutely not. Hopefully, um, hope, hopefully it kind of improves. Because I, I, I don't think it's a problem of age. I think it's something, something must be up. Mm. Um, actually, one thing I forgot to mention with my game, um, something Lacazette said after the game, which I kind of wanted to ask you about. He said that um, Arsenal didn't respect Arteta's plan in the first half, which is a very, very strange comment to kind of hear. Um, which I, I even meant that they were too tired and they didn't follow it, or they were scared or something else. But it just seemed like a very strange comment. What, what, what on earth do you make of that? I don't know. It is a strange thing to say. I mean, it might be just a case of West Ham, the way West Ham started. It, they just didn't let Arsenal, um, you know, adapt to that plan. And they sort of had to try and play a bit on the fly. Sometimes that happens. You know, West Ham were that good in the first half. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there was a great deal you could do until you sort of settled back down into things. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of hard to say. Um yeah, teams when they lose or don't get the result they want, they tend to take the other team out of the equation a little bit. Sometimes, mm. you know, you can only play what's in front of you, and uh, yeah, but I think West Ham were just too good in that that half. Yeah, I, I, I think I would agree with that to some extent. Because I, I think West Ham, West Ham were brilliant for those thirty minutes. Um, I mean, could we boss that game? Maybe if he showed that kind of energy earlier, maybe we could have stopped a few of his goals. I mean, defensively, I, I mean, it was very poor from from us, and it usually isn't that bad. But um, well, how do you say that? But the last few games, you've been a bit all over the place in defence, making making silly mistakes. I know that's the popcorn and the kettle black here, yeah? but <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what what I mean by that is like. Structurally, defensively, usually we seem pretty good. It is usually just mistakes that the players are making mm. like, in possession. That, that's, that's been the issue most of the time. In possession, they've been making mistakes. Whereas structurally, usually they've been pretty solid. So it's very strange. Yeah, it's, usually, it's, quite, it's quite strange to see structurally us really being pretty poor defensively, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, so is, is there any other games that you kind of want to talk about? Yeah, um, just wanted to quickly go over some of the other results. If you can just give me a second to get them up. Man, Chelsea beat uh, Sheffield, Sheffield, was it Wednesday? Oh, United, they were playing. I always get my Sheffields mixed up. Yeah, I, I think it was, um, yeah, Chelsea beat Sheffield United. Yeah, quite handily, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, Sheffield's seem like the, I mean, um, sorry, excuse me. Chelsea slowly seem like they're getting some of that attacking vigor back. They do seem to. Um, perhaps he just wanted to get them sorted out defensively first before mm. he um, he did anything else. And they'll play Man City. You beat Everton two nil. Everton held on really well for most of that match, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame for Sheffield United because it seems like they, they have been getting better recently um, for, for whatever reason. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously they couldn't really handle Chelsea. And I mean, like, like, I mean, like you said, like defensively, I think they've been brilliant. But yeah, they have kind of struggled attacking-wise. But it seems like it's slowly getting their, 
mean, I mean, against Atletico Madrid, they looked a hell of a lot better, I thought. Yeah, it's funny that they've been struggling in the league, but they beat Atletico Madrid, who were doing well in Spain, quite comfortably, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't particularly convinced by the first leg, but I think the second leg, I thought they were really... I thought they did a really good job. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that was quite a fun game. I, what else? I mean, there's the Spurs and Aston Villa game. Did, did you see much of this? Um, no, I didn't, actually. Not that one. But okay. Spurs won quite handily. I was surprised, because Spurs having some bad form and Villa have been quite good lately. I thought that might have been a bit more competitive. Yeah, it felt like, um, from what I saw of the game, it felt like Spurs kind of had a bit of a point to prove after losing to us and mm. after going out in Europe. Um, to be honest, though, Aston Villa didn't seem particularly great. I mean, Martinez kind of made a bit of a rare error, kind of giving the ball away. And it led to quite an easy goal. And I mean, I know there's been a bit of controversy with the penalty, but personally, I don't really see it. I mean, I, I, I think Kane has been hacked down, even if... I don't even know what he was doing for that penalty. I don't know if you've seen it. But, um... No, I didn't get to watch that match. Yeah, it was very weird. He, he just kind of lost control of the ball and then someone, like, nicked him and he went down. But I, I think it was a penalty. And you know what? After the week Vev has, I think... I I think, you know, good for them, I guess. I, I don't really give a shit. I, they can be relegated for all I care. But, you know, it, it seems like they are... You know, they are a good team. I'm, I'm surprised that they've kind of gone this badly, in all honesty. And uh, another match I just want to talk to you about um, is Newcastle losing 3-0 to Brighton and Hove Albion. I mean, another big defeat for Newcastle. Do you think Steve Bruce could be in trouble here? <sighs> it's weird. I mean, Newcastle don't really seem to have much of an identity, do they? They're a strange team, aren't they? They really are. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like they, they seem like they're like on the up, but other times it just doesn't seem to work with them. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like Fulham should catch them. I mean, they're, I, getting, I mm, they're getting dangerously close to relegation, and I just wonder if Mike Ashley will push the panic button any time now, and uh, Bruce will be on his way. Yeah, I, I mean, things it would be a huge risk to kind of sack him. But uh, I, at least at this point of the season. But well, you would have thought so. But if results aren't aren't getting any better, and you're in danger of getting relegated, chairman and owners do tend to press the panic button, don't they, and make a change? Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, you, hopefully, but it, I mean, I, I guess we'll see if they do kind of do a, a bit of a Watford. Um, but yeah, yeah. But personally, I don't think it would be a particularly good idea for them. I mean, you, you know, they're for two points ahead of Fulham with a game in hand. If they kind of string some form together, they might be all right. Mm. Um, Fulham didn't really play well recently, but like, well, they didn't play well in the last game. But they seem like they are a bit on the up. They are a funny team. He's a funny manager, Breeze. When things start going wrong for him, they just do seem to keep spiraling, don't they? Somehow, you see yeah. that yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really particularly mind Bruce as a manager, but yeah, oh, it, no, just hasn't, it hasn't him. seemed. Yeah, it, it just he hasn't seemed seems, to work. He always seems to do really well at a club for two or three seasons, but then you'll always get that season where everything just seems to fall off a cliff for no apparent reason. 
Yeah, yeah, it is true. Um, and and you know, I mean, I mean Newcastle out of, out of the two, it looks like Newcastle have a bit more of a tricky fixture list upcoming. Um, but you know, I, we, we, we'll see. I mean, Fulham still have Arsenal and Chelsea, and Aston Villa next. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting the relegation yeah. race between those two. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I imagine Bryson and Burnley are safe. You would have thought so. I think it. West Brom and Sheffield are definitely down, and it's going to be yeah. between Fulham and Newcastle by the looks. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's going to be nearly impossible for um, West Brom to overtake. No, no done. Newcastle now. Yeah, they, I know they're trying to be kind. I know they're trying to be kind because of Reese, but they are. They're done. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's like I thought a few weeks ago. You know. When you have a certain amount of games left, if you can string a run of form together, it's not impossible. But um, I think at this point, the writing's on the wall, and I think it looks like all the players know it, to be honest. Yeah. They're playing like a team that's already relegated, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but um, besides that, let's be a bit more positive, shall we? Um, should, we should we go on to our, fa- our favourite segment? Or do you have anything else to say? We're, doing a, we're going to do a quick topic on... Uh... Impending international, right. weren't we? Yes, yes. It's, sorry, that is true. Yeah. So, um, you you you, you kind of came up with this idea. So, so kind of tell me a bit more. Tell me a bit more about it. Well, we know uh, a lot of European countries, France and Germany, uh, included, are struggling with the vaccine. Um, you know, they're looking at a third wave, a potential third wave of uh, coronavirus. Um, you know, we're about to go into internationals where teams and players will be jetting off and flying all over the show and I just don't think it's a good idea at the moment with this virus. I also feel the same about uh, the domestic, well, the European club competitions as well. Should they really be happening when we still really haven't got any sort of control over this virus? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, you know, the UK seems to be doing fairly well, even though we've been having a lot of vaccine trouble recently. At the moment, um, but we, as with the as with um, the other ways, we we all we were always uh, two or three weeks behind the rest of Europe. Mm. We'd think, oh, we're all right, we won't get it that bad here, and then three weeks later, we we need to pin it ourselves, like Italy and France, and that were. So you you just don't know, do you? No, but, but, but that is very true. I mean, it, it feels like we're going to have to be... I mean, like you said, I, I think the third wave is coming. I think we have to be very, very vigilant whilst we're getting everyone vaccinated. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, international just, just seem like a very poor idea. Because you, you, you can't really control... You know, even if you, you everyone goes to Rome, which I don't think is going to be particularly likely, it just feels like it's going to be very, very difficult. Exactly. And and the other thing is, I mean, the players have played enough football as it is. I mean, I think you you know, you started to see a lot of teams' injuries are building up and you're getting performances like United and first half Arsenal because players are tired because the congestion of games is massive. You know, I think, you know, a, a week off would be more more helpful than having to jet off and play these internationals. Especially with Monza, like sort of San Marino, when you might as well just give England a 6 0 win. 
No disrespect to San Marino, right? But they usually get beaten quite handily, don't they? That's fair to it. Yeah, it's just it's a very very strange case because is this World Cup qualifiers? Is that correct? Yeah, and unfortunately they are under pressure to get these done because um, the European Cup got you know postponed a year. So you know, without it's not going to be a two-year break. It's going to be next this year the Europeans, and then the next year uh, the World Cup. But yeah. I don't know. I just I know money talks, and people want to try and continue, you know, as normal. But sometimes you just can't. What's well, the thing? I, I, and this is something I was going to actually ask you, kind of going off this. So Japan are, have confirmed that they're gonna, they are gonna be doing the Olympics this year, but it's only for people from Japan. Do you think we might see the European Championships maybe coming to the UK, you know, provided that we're all vaccinated in time and maybe having all the matches here? I don't know because they've ruled out it happening in Scotland and Wales or something, now, haven't they? Or, or, or some sort. Mm. They've lost. So I don't know if that keen. Go to the UK because we apparently we have all these different variants. I'm sure I'm sure these other variants must be in other countries as well. But yeah, it, it does seem like they have kind of come here. It seems like the vaccine has a reasonable, like it seems like it does actually work quite well against it. But I mean, it's still it is still a risk to mm. kind of still you know you, if it's one that doesn't. You know, if everyone is here for the European Championships and people get it, that could be really, really bad. Mm. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't see any other way we can be doing the European Championships. I think I think it's just going to be a mess otherwise. So um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, if it came here, I'd definitely go. Um, provided I have a vaccine and provided it feels like it's safe, but. Yeah, I, I can't see what they're going to do, to be honest. I don't. It's going to be very difficult. Um, plus, just to see what the land... There's no way with this um, pandemic to know how the land's going to lie in uh, in the summer when it's due to take place, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, I, I guess we will see. But, um, you know, the summer's still three or four months away. Apparently, we only have a two-week delay on our projected um, target, which which apparently was ahead of schedule anyway, but um, I guess we'll see. You you, you never know what this government's going to throw up. Mm. Um, it it kind of feels like the worst reality show in the world. So um, I, I I mean the UK jumped the shark maybe like twenty years ago. So um, I, I you know what we shall see. But anyway, uh, enough politics. Enough about. Sad stuff. Let, let, let's go on to our favourite bit, the Patricks. The Patricks, yeah. Named after your dad, my dad, Reese's dad, and Patrick your and is. your and listeners' dads as well. There's got Absolutely. to be some. Got to be some listeners who've got a dad called Patrick. Out of, Absolutely. Out of all three of them. And also Patrick Stewart, because we know he's a big fan of this um, podcast. Oh, avid, avid listener. Yeah, and Swayze, if he's, I don't think he's still alive, actually. Um, but all Patrick's, you're all welcome here. So um, we, we, I think, I guess we should first say that we have one um, inductee which is going straight in. That's correct, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Um, 
Reese um, nominated frontline workers, so we can't we can't deny um, them entry because they kept the country going. Mm. Um, they've just been brilliant, really. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, you know, they they can't get more than a one percent pay rise, which is ridiculous. But at least they can get into the Bantam Munich Hall of Fame. So, um, exactly. Yeah, but. You know, enough of that. Um, so, but besides that, we also decided that we'll pick between both of our choices, and we also gone to Twitter to see what they prefer. So, Carl, what what is your choice? So, my choice was Mislav um, Osic, if I've said that right. He scored an amazing hat trick in the uh, Europa League against uh, Tottenham Hotspur, and all three goals mm-hmm. are really good goals as well. He, he looks like he looks like a brilliant player. He does, he's twenty. I, I thought he might have been young, but I looked him up. He's about well, I say, yeah, I mean twenty eight, which is sort of in your prime football in and athletic wise. But mm. he's obviously been around a bit, but I'm not. I'm not too familiar with him. But yeah, he played a played an absolute blinder. Yeah, I I, I, I can see someone like West Ham kind of going in for him. Um, mm. I, I mean, he, yeah, he he looked phenomenal, and I, I think we played. No, I don't think we played him next. But yeah, he, he had an absolute blind of a game, I thought. Um, and they're a good team. But I, I guess with that, um, I'm also going to go something related to that game. And it's um, this time, it's, it's, believe it or not, it's a Tottenham player that I'm choosing to go into the Hall of Fame. Can you believe that? I can't, Liam. What are you thinking? I know. Well, I'll tell you why. And it's for um, Joe Hart celebrating um, the 3 0 loss by saying, well done, lads. Job done on um, Instagram, <laughs> which I think is a, a bit of a bit of a snafu by his media team. But per- per- personally, I find that quite funny. It's quite funny that someone obviously saw the result and got mixed up somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know how you could mix that up, but um, unless you're just being ironic, maybe. Uh, I, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, he, is, he... he is from Shropshire, like me. So, you know, we we do have a strange sense of humour over in these parts. You know, actually, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that is what it is. Um, also, um, a special shout out to um, Jermaine Genus's um, ironic Twitter and Twitter post saying, um, um, "Ask the fans to shut up until Spurs get into the." Europa League final, which obviously would not didn't be happening. Age. Yeah, didn't age very well at all that last week. No, so I mean, I, I think this week has been a very, very strong week of um, Patrick's. Yeah, well, Twitter have gone with uh, Joe Hart, so I feel oh. inclined to go that way as well because it was such a funny, such a funny gaff. Yeah, it was. And um, Joe Hart, Man City legend, and probably not a Tottenham legend. You are into the Bantam Munich Hall of Fame. See, you've made it into one Hall of Fame. You can be happy and sleep well tonight. Exactly. Um, so, you know, good good for him. I, I mean, it's the most Spursy thing that could have happened to them. So, um, fair play, fair play. <laughs> um, but with that, I, I guess, Carl, would you like to give us your plugs? Yeah, you can find me at Carlos underscore... Via 80 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Rogue underscore Opinions on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us 
on all good podcasting platforms if you want to check out the Bantam Unit back catalogue or Rogue Chronicles where we've just released a, a Joker episode which uh, guest stars our very own Reese Saunders. Mm. So, uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. Yeah, b- b- brilliant episode I thought that was. Um, but, uh, and, um, you know, obviously we came on, on his podcast to get away from him, but um, we, we wish him we wish him best of luck. He did ask, he did, ask to, he did um, bring a touch of quality and class to, to our uh, podcast, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, it, it's something that um, wasn't there before and hasn't been there since. <laughs> so, um, you can probably tell, listening to this one, we're, we're, we're lost without him. Exactly, exactly. Well, what a mess this has been. But I, I guess going off that, I'm actually going to give um, my two plugs. First of all, is going to be um, for the NHS. Um, I mean, they've been absolutely destroyed, and it's very, very sad. And obviously, they do such brilliant work for this country. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know how you can support them, but follow them on Twitter at NHS England LDN for the London one. And there's loads of different subregions which you can follow as well. Um, and I'm also going to say um, uh, something very important, which I think is um, I wanted to mention the Stop Asian Hate um, hashtag, which has been going around. There's been a lot of abuse towards Asian people um, because of the coronavirus, and because of other reasons. And it's it's really, really sad to see. I, I have quite a lot of friends who are Asian. In fact, my girlfriend is Asian. And it's just... I'm not Asian. <sighs> well... <laughs> but then, then now we're definitely not together. But, um, <laughs> you're lying to me. I can't believe this. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just a, it's just catfish, you mate. A catfish, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, but please be nicer to people around you, and um, and and don't abuse Asian people. They they, they don't deserve it, and just don't abuse people in general. But I was going to yeah. say, just don't, just don't abuse anybody. I'm not a big. I don't think it's working putting everyone in these little subcategories don't don't um abuse these people and don't abuse that secular people just don't abuse anybody be nice to everybody yeah yeah well, I'm, i think it's time we sort of banded together um you know to try and make a nicer world rather than trying to put everyone in their little boxes Oh, absolutely. But I mean, the reason I think people are saying, you know... No, I know. I know there's a hashtag and I, I know there's a problem with it and I know it should stop. But, you know, you could say the same about all sections, you know, loads of sections of society. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, I think, I don't just... think we're coming at things in the right way, put it that way. Fair enough. I... I, I, I... Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about this off the podcast, but mm. I mean, it's very, obviously, it's very complicated. But um, I, I guess with that, um, thank you everyone for listening. Yes, thank you. Um, be nice. Yeah, be nice and support each other. And yeah, bye. bye. bye.